Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I'm your host for this podcast, Christopher Robbins, co-founder of Finalized Publishing, husband, father of nine, author, fly fisherman, backpacker, and aspirational musician based in the Central Valley of beautiful California. We hope to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. Now, I'm happy to introduce today's guest, Heidi Pullman. Now, Heidi is the author of several books, including Women Scientists Who Changed the World, Courageous People Who Changed the World, and The Two-Minute Secret to Staying in Love. She studied communication at Brigham Young University and Wake Forest University. She now spends her time writing, serving with a nonprofit that does work in Africa, managing a couple of vacation rentals, but mostly being a mom to four kids, ages 8 to 18. She loves traveling, chocolate, and getting lost in a good book. Heidi has been married for 23 years to her best friend, and they still find ways to fall in love daily. Today, we're talking about the familiar's habit, love together, and learn together. You can learn more about the familiar's habits of happy families by going to the Habit Hub blog on familiar's.com. For the video of this podcast, please go to the Familiar's YouTube channel. Now, Heidi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now, I don't know if you're an expert on this, but it's good that, you, that you're that you still in love with your partner after 23 years. I've been in love with mine for over 33 years, so I've got 10 years on you. But yeah. you, you wrote this book, The Two-Minute Secret for Staying in Love, and that's really interesting. Is it? I guess we want to know, what what did you learn? And is it really possible to stay in love with only focusing on two minutes a day? Well, I don't know if it's two minutes a day. I think the whole point of the book is that there are little things that we can do to help us stay connected, to help us communicate to our partner that we love that person, that we're thinking about them and that we care about them. So it's really the little things that add up over time. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about what you learned. So I think the book talks about there's this honeymoon stage of any relationship. Help us understand that and that there's a chemistry that makes that eventually that ends. Is this true? That's according to marriage researchers, kind of the sad, the sad part of the story of falling in love is that it doesn't totally last in the same way that it does when we're beginning to fall in love. Researchers say that it's about two years that that initial honeymoon stage lasts in terms of the, the chemistry and the feelings in the relationship coming so naturally. But after a little while, it just takes a little bit more concerted effort and conscious planning and doing actions and deeds that help us stay in love. It doesn't just come naturally without doing anything. So it sounds like there's this great period where everything is just unicorns and and, and chocolate. And and, and then our level of happiness kind of defaults back to what it was before we met this person. Is that... That's that's what research says. Yeah, so that's about average is that we kind of default back to however we were before we fell in love. We're just creatures of habit, whether it's with material possessions, research shows that after we get something, then we, we go back to just about as happy as we were before we got whatever new possessions. And love is kind of the same way. So we have to work for it. That The word you just used is a four-letter word. You're, you're saying that we need to work in, in our <laughs> relationships. <laughs> Now, there's a lot of statistics about marriage, both people not getting married any longer and people who are married, unfortunately, ending their relationship. So I think the statistics are about half of marriages end in divorce. And 
and it's even worse for those that are in their second or third marriages. So let's talk about what you learned about what we can do. So I think you quote a researcher by the name of John Gottman. What can he teach us? Oh, so many things. He has so many books and so many studies. He's been researching married couples for more than 50 years. But one of the things that stood out to me when I was reading some of his research was that there was one thing that he said stood out more than anything else that would predict whether a couple could stay together. And that had to do with bids for attention. I found that really fascinating. So a bid for attention is something like a spouse sitting in a room looking at the newspaper and saying, oh, it looks like this interesting story happened and maybe telling his wife that if she doesn't respond, that's failing to respond to his bid for attention. Usually when we're saying things like that, we're kind of looking for some engagement. We're kind of casting a line and hoping that we we get a response. And the couples who failed to respond to each other, those were the ones that ended up not doing super well in their marriages. So that stood out to me as an easy way that we can pay attention if our spouse is bidding for our attention, be there, respond, be ready to say something back like, oh, that is an interesting story. I read about that too. Or, oh, tell me more. So <laughs> what's funny, but my wife and I, we, we clearly are reading all the same materials. We have both have iPhones and we, we check the iPhone news app and it seems like we get the exact same articles. And so she'll say, well, I read this article and I go, oh yeah, I read that one too. She goes, well, I read this one. Oh, I read that one too. But what you're saying is, is if I say I read this article, I'm not really that it's not me trying to just educate her on something I read. I'm interested in having some type of conversation with this person who I fell in love with. That's right. There are these connections that we make. And that's something interesting that came up when I was reading about love and relationships. There's kind of this idea of a space between us. Everything has space in between it, whether it's planets or little tiny objects or people. And everything that we are doing is either removing the connections between those two people in that space, or it's creating more connections and creating a positive energy and a closeness. So the more that we respond to attention, to bids for attention, or the more that we reach out to our our partner to share something interesting that we found, the more we're creating a positive energy in that space. Okay. So this podcast, I believe, is airing during a time when we all want to send chocolate and Valentine's to each other. We want to improve our, our relationships. But, and this can be done at any point, any day, 365 days a year. So let, let's get to the, the things that you think we can do. So let's, what are the intentional skills or habits that we need to employ to make sure that we're building these relationships of love and trust? The things that stood out to me are these kind of three areas, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. So our thoughts are so powerful. Um, the way that we think about our spouse, the assumptions that we make or try not to make about our spouse, we have to kind of ask ourselves continually, what's going on in our mind? What kind of messages are we thinking about our spouse? That's the first step. Say my husband is late for something that he promised me that he would be on time to. It would be easy in my mind to go to, oh, he's so selfish or, oh, he doesn't care about me. But I want to check that. Is that even true? Is it a helpful thought? Is it kind? Those are great questions to be asking ourselves. Or I could just give him the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, darn, he's running late. I wonder what came up and ask him. So giving the benefit of the doubt, checking our thoughts. Are we making positive thoughts in our mind about our spouse? That's a huge first step. Well, that's really helpful. So it seems to me that as humans, we often default to the negative. We create a negative story. We're really good at this, creating a negative story about what happened. 
And you're saying, stop, take time to think about what the story you just created, because it's probably not true. And let's invert that and let's give that person the benefit of the doubt. And that changes our perception of that person. Right. Which in turn affects the feelings that we're having toward that person, which affects our motivation to do these kind next things about the words that we use and the actions that we take for our spouse. Okay. So thoughts, our thoughts matter. We know that's true. So Mm -hmm. now let's go to the next one. So words, words are so powerful. We have to be checking the way that we're using our words. Now they can be used for good or for evil, of course. So we want to take out the kind of negative words that we might be tempted to use, criticisms, judgments, any kind of negativity. Of course, there are times when we have to have a dialogue if there's a problem. But if we can use words for a positive force of love and affection in our relationship, that can go so far, whether it's just saying, hey, I love you, or hey, I was thinking about you, or I am so grateful that you did that. It really does make a difference. I sent a text to my husband yesterday just because I was in the car and I was thinking about, hey, he's kind of my dream guy. How lucky am I that I think he's a handsome guy and he's a hardworking guy. He happens to be kind and funny and adventurous and all these things that are perfect for me. And so rather than just keeping that to myself, I sent him a little text. It took me 30 seconds to say, hey, I was just thinking about how you're my dream guy. And I just filled out a couple of things. And he came home five hours later to say, I'm still thinking about that text that you sent me. And that just created this warm, affectionate feeling in our relationship. And how easy is that? <laughs> and, and particularly with the technology that we have, that we can instantly communicate with people regardless where they are in the world. So a kind thought led to a kind action which led to him feeling all warm and fuzzy about you. So it it came back. (laughs) Exactly. And so now there's positive feelings for for both of us. And it it came from just sending a quick text. It's amazing how easy that can be and how if we just think about it and do something about it, it can make a big impact. Okay, so a kind thought, a kind word to a kind action. So let's let's just a little bit more about actions. What are, what are some of the things that you learned about the actions that a spouse or a partner can take to help it, the, build that relationship of love? Okay, so one thing that I heard from a couple that had been married for 50 years, and I asked the, the wife, how do you feel loved by your husband? And she said, most of the time when he leaves, he'll call me within a few minutes to say that he misses me. And I just thought that was so sweet. And it was, it was a simple thing, just calling to check in say, how are you doing? Something that we can do is celebrate our partner when there's something that's exciting going on. Say, hey, congratulations. We have a celebrate plate in our house. When there's something to celebrate for each other or for any of our kids, we bring out the celebrate plate and we clap for them. And that's doesn't have to be some kind of award, but just, hey, I got a new job or I worked hard on setting for this test or whatever it was. I got a new client. We bring out the celebrate plate. Or when our spouse comes home for the day, How easy is it to actually get up and go give them a hug and say, I'm happy to see you? Those are big, those are meaningful actions that we can take that are not difficult to do. I guess that's where the title of the book comes, The Two-Minute Secret. So these little things, they're not just, they're just not little things. It sounds like they're building blocks almost that, that create this foundation, a strong foundation of relationship that eventually builds an entire castle, perhaps. Two minutes at a time over days and weeks and months and years. Is that right? I like that. It's not meant to say that, hey, being in love is easy. It's meant to say that conscious, repeated effort over time makes a difference. 
okay, we're building something. We we should be in, in anxiously engaged in building this relationship. Okay, now that's this is really wonderful. We've learned about thoughts and words and actions, but there are some times when we just don't get along. Some things really might be a problem. And sure, that's normal, right? We're two different people trying to build a life together. That's going to come up. Conflict. So, so let's talk about conflict. So how do we handle conflict when those things happen? So there's obviously volumes of books that talk about strategies for managing conflict. The scope of this book is what are the small and simple things that actually make a difference? So there's a few things that I would say. Check your assumptions. And that's pretty easy to do. I don't want to jump right to a conclusion about the action that you took, right? And so ask, ask questions. Hey, when you said this or when you did this, it hurt my feelings or I understood it this way. Tell me more. Tell me what I should take from that. So asking, seeking to understand, as Stephen Covey put it, seek to understand before seeking to be understood. Those are important tools. Learning how to validate. That is complicated and it can be hard, especially when we're feeling not humble, which can happen a lot when you're in the middle of a conflict. But what we can do to validate the other person can make a big difference. Just saying, what I hear you saying is this, that you don't like it when I, I do this, or this made you feel frustrated. Do I have that right? Scott and I, a long time ago, we found out that sometimes when we were going back and forth in some kind of a conflict or argument, when we decided to say, hey, let's stop. You tell me what I'm saying, and I'll tell you what you're saying. And sometimes that was the simplest thing to say, oh, you do understand what I'm saying. I don't have to keep repeating myself or getting frustrated. And as soon as we knew that we understood each other, it was easier to move on to problem solving. A couple more simple things. Be quick to forgive when your partner's messed up and said, sorry. I mean, how hard is that sometimes? It's hard. And then the second thing is be quick to apologize. It doesn't mean that we're weak when we say that we're sorry for something that we did. It means that we're strong and that we're putting the relationship first. A marriage counselor that I talked to once said, in marriage, if you win, you lose. Yeah, I've learned that. Yeah. There's no, there's no we winning. We trying to win, right? We shouldn't be trying to make our point to prove why we're right. We should be saying, I'm going to let the relationship win. Yeah, this is not a game where we're trying to score more points. It's a team effort. The only way you win is if you do it together. So I like what you said. You know, so many times I've heard, and I, I think there might be a, at least a, perhaps an interest today where a perception that to say I'm sorry shows that one's weak. But yeah, wrong. in a good relationship, if we mess up, we fess up, right? That's really important. But And then it requires another person to forgive and frankly forgive it and move on, right? That, and that's, that's hard too because we so much like to hold on to those things and, and use them as, as leverage. And that's hard. Yeah, that's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> you got to learn how to let things go and try again and start over every uh-huh. time. We hold on to those grudges. They're just going to keep coming back and coming back and they get harder. Hard, though, to let go. We've hard. Got to on that. Okay. <laughs> it is hard. So then I think you talk about just this has been said before. Don't sweat the small stuff. Maybe it's also putting things in perspective. There's things that matter, things that don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there are so many things that we can do to bother each other if we think too hard about it, right? I mean, you're living with the same person every day, all the time. You're in the same space. And guess what? We're not the same person. So we don't do everything the same way. So I heard someone put it once. If it's not going to bother you in 24 hours, 
then just let it go. It's not even worth saying something about. We don't want to have a, a culture of criticism where we're going out, pointing out flaws and faults. We just can kind of laugh about it. Scott, this morning, pointed out, hey, look, there's frosting on the cabinet handle. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and instead of, instead of saying, like, why, why didn't we get this cleaned up? Or, oh, this is frustrating. Or, oh, the house is a mess. He just kind of like laughed and said, that's, that's a fun place for frosting. And if we can find a way to laugh about things and just embrace it, because he's kind of a perfectionist and he likes to have things clean and organized. And you know what? It's Christmas time and it's a little crazy. And I just said, thank you for being patient with the chaos that's happening right now around our house. And, and I, I really do. I appreciate when we, he can kind of let things go. And I know he appreciates the same thing when I can say, that's not going to bother me tomorrow. This is just the stuff of life. So let's do our best to love each other. No one was ever criticized into changing. Mm, that's great advice. And I can learn a lot from that. I, my children leave the cupboards open all the time and I get after them. So maybe after today's podcast, I can say, hey, thanks for leaving the cupboards open. It was so much easier for me to grab what I needed to get. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or if the trash is full and it's not, maybe it's not our job to empty the trash, but we just do it anyway because we're creating a culture of of service and kindness. And that goes around. That affects everybody in a positive way. Well, thank you. Now, I, I think you've said that love is a verb, that it means that we need to do something to love another person. Is there anything that we've, we've talked about a lot of things, but is there, and let's just repeat, we've talked about thoughts, we've talked about words, we've talked about actions, we've talked about not sweating the small things or the letting things go. And there's just so much advice, but is there anything else that you want to share with us and our audience about how they can improve their relationship today in only two minutes? I think a powerful thing that we can do is to ask our spouse, how do you feel loved? And you know what? It might be different for them than it is for us. I feel loved when my husband is doing something kind, like taking out the trash or doing the dishes. That is my love language. So asking our partner, Hey, what can I do to make you feel loved today? I want to know. And I want to understand having that kind of a culture of asking questions and seeking to understand each other and how we can best love in the way that they feel loved is pretty powerful. Wonderful. And we can all find all of this in the two minute secret for staying in love written right. by Heidi Pullman. <laughs> Heidi, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can our guests find you online? My website is www.heidipullman.com. Okay, wonderful. Well, as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familias for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review on iTunes and social media. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you chose a book from Familias. One step at a time, two minutes at a time, we can make the world a happier place. 